<laughs> what is your quest? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's to the, seek uh, the Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, the uh, the velocity of a fully laden sparrow? You know. <laughs> Welcome to the RC Roundtable podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Yeah, we're ready to go. It, it says we're live, so we'll just run with it. Okay. Uh, everybody, uh, this is uh, Lee with the RC Roundtable podcast. Uh, Terry and Fitz are not available today, so today is just me today. It's the Lee Show. <laughs> it's the Lee Show. Live from Houston. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to uh, just thank you for coming. We have nothing <laughs> organized for today. This I think is really, show about nothing. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of Terry and Fitz talking about their ventures in Buffalo. So I'm going to hand it off to them. It's all up to you guys. Well, we haven't done a whole lot in Buffalo, to tell you the truth. Um, Fitz got here yesterday, uh, last night, actually. Well, it got here in the morning and then promptly took off for Canada and um, got back last night. And I got back last night. I had to take a little round-robin trip to uh, Pittsburgh. And so this morning, he woke up, went to Canada again. And uh, so we just reunited here about two hours ago and had some hot wings. <laughs> so if I get up and run away, you'll know why. <laughs> It's take it away, Fitz. <laughs> Me? No, just when he walks away, he's going to say, take it away, Fitz. <laughs> so we were originally going to go to the free flight Nats and uh, Geneseo today, but we changed that. We're going to go there tomorrow morning and check out what's going on there. That's at the National Warplane Museum. And uh, hopefully there'll be some cool stuff. Hopefully the weather will be good. Um, you've never been there before, right, Fitz? No, I haven't. No. Okay. No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> Why, no, Terry. I haven't. Yeah. Have you done any free flight observation or participation? Uh, yes. Yes to both. Person, not any in the official capacity. I pretty much started with free flight. Did a lot as a kid when I was 12 or whatever. But lots of Gillow's kids. Right. No competition level. No competition level. Okay. But I did see a competition level event once. don't know if they were actually doing competition, but these were competition level guys flying. Back when I used to live in Connecticut, they were in a school gym. It was the first time I really saw free flight, how it should be done. It was really eye-opening. It was fantastic. Yeah. And, of course, Lee and I saw some at uh, Small Steps as well. Yeah. Some of the free flight guys. So, uh, But that was that was outside stuff. And I'd seen them at Small before. But the, back when I was a kid, that was indoor stuff that I saw. That was okay. That's going to be tougher because you've got very strict – confines yeah yeah it was smaller planes that's when i first saw the ones that were built out of the construction where you dip it in liquid and it makes oh, the right, film yeah. and you can count the revolutions of the propeller as it's flying and bouncing off the rafters off the ceiling oh, that's cool. uh, it, was, it was really fascinating it was uh mesmerizing yeah. to see that kind of stuff so but i don't i've never seen this particular type of competition before this yeah. is new for me yeah i think you'll be impressed you know usually you go to some sort of rc event there's kind of uh a range of craftsmanship. When I went to this thing last year, every model I saw, I thought was built by an expert. There's, these guys are all craftsmen. And I guess you have to be because the construction of your model really dictates how it flies. Where in RC, you've got some leeway and some crutches. Here, you know, every ounce counts, every straight joint counts, um, how you cover it counts. 
So these guys are meticulous, and it shows. You got a Gillis kid over there, don't you? Your yeah, my daughter's been working on a Gillis Cessna. I'll grab it. Great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to get back there tomorrow. Our buddy Thayer, who was on the show back at uh, when I went to AMA Expo, he's going to be there with some other people that we know. And, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. And because it's the National Warplane Museum, there's going to be a lot of full-scale stuff out and about. And uh, last year when I was there, they uh, flew their C-47 around. Ooh. And Cub came in. Yeah. A lot of neat stuff. So, yeah, so it looks like she was working on a Cessna 180. That's not the – I guess some of the newer ones are laser cut. This is one of the old school die cut, and she had to go over the – over the hinges, <laughs> yeah. I don't think uh, a lot of them, a lot of small ones have been laser cut yet, but but no, I'm really happy with her because uh, I showed her the first couple of joints, showed her how to cut the parts out with the exacto, and I showed her how to do the first couple of joints, and she just took off and did the rest by herself. So, what are you using for glue? Is that CA? CA, yeah, yeah, she's been using CA too, so she hasn't. Glued herself together more than a couple times. And you didn't have to bribe her to do that? No, that's what she wanted to do. I'm like, you can do this wood glue and it'll be ready in about three or four hours, or you can do this and it'll be ready in three or four seconds. She's like, oh, oh, I want the quick one. <laughs> so, anyway, back to I don't know if it's pronounced Geneseo, Geneseo. I don't know how it's pronounced. I've always said Geneseo. But uh, that's where we're going tomorrow morning. We haven't picked a time yet. I think we're going to look at the forecast and decide when to get over there and hope that the winds are cooperative and uh, check out what's going on. We're going to be watching only. We're not participating. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, neat to be hip here in Buffalo with Terry. This has uh, never been to Buffalo before. So this has uh, been quite an interesting experience, although the last couple of days I've spent more time in in Canada that I have actually here. Well, you also had some issues traveling. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Our, our our flight got canceled, and then we were able to fortunately pick up another flight later that day, which got delayed, and then it got delayed again, and then it got undelayed. And so... Undelay, to, undelay. Undelay. <laughs> there was uh, apparently a, a whole band of rain just all up the East Coast, and that just shut down everything. Tropical storm fits. I don't know if I, I sent you guys the uh, text of the uh, the uh, flight the status, yeah. and it just said cancel, 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 cancel all the way down the road. It was just it was terrible. So yeah. we spent. It's funny because Lee called me and said hey, he's delayed because of these storms, and I saw the picture, and it looked like it was right at Buffalo, but I peeked out the window and it was blue skies. So, oh. you guys didn't get any rain. Not a drop. Oh, they did get some down in Connecticut eventually. Yeah. So. Yes, you're a little too far north, but it was it really put a wrench in the works, and so everybody got to. <clears throat> I could spend eight hours in the airport yesterday. Always fun. Yeah. You know. So, how many states have you been in? <laughs> what so far? Yeah, two. Yeah, I flew into Connecticut, drove through uh, here to New York, and then uh, the other the other places have been provinces in Canada. Yeah, one province. So he's been in two countries and two states. Yeah. I plan on going to Massachusetts at some point next week. So, yeah. so it'll be three states. <laughs> Unless I decide to go to Rhode Island or something. 
<laughs> so I'm, I'm going to interject and do a technical thing. Do you guys see Terry floating off a second image on the screen? Yeah, I saw that too. I don't know what's oh, going on with whoa. that. Because <laughs> like if you if if I turn you off, I've got full screen. <laughs> but I but I put you back on, and you've got extra screen. <laughs> I wonder if it's something to do with resolution. I don't like know. The, the YouTube I... is higher resolution, so it's repeating the frame. <laughs> it looks like it's offset. When he when he fails with video, he he surpasses in building. So we'll just forgive him, folks. <laughs> Let's see what is it? Turn camera off, microphone. And I'll play with it. The camera it's, that is. It's some video setting you've got a skew. Yeah. Yeah, leave it. You're just you're just floating. <laughs> if people are gonna complain about that, <laughs> we can't help you. Right. Close your eyes. Listen to the audio. So Fitz went to the Canadian Warplane Heritage Museum yesterday, and I've only heard a brief snippet snippet about that, but part of that snippet included a flying Lancaster. So now we have, I guess you can't see Austin, but my son's in the room now. We saw his head bobbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll be coming in soon. <laughs> so uh, Fitz, tell me about the Lancaster, and I'll see if I can figure out this camera thing. Okay. Uh, give me one second. We're live. Pause. Uh, <laughs> wait a second. He's on Facebook. I don't know what he's doing. Well, uh, making deals. He's he's changed his RC Group's location. And he's buying something in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> he's making a deal right now. <laughs> hey, speaking of, his checked bags included my Kyosho T33. Hey, can you show it? Uh, yes. Because I'll show you. Because I will show you. Uh, you show me yours, I'll show you mine. Uh, <laughs> show me on the airplane where he touched it. <laughs> well, look at that. And this is what it can look like. It looks like an airplane. I can't hear anything, but uh, so this is the uh, the Kyosho T33 that I've got. It's it's uh, slightly worn. I've made a couple modifications. I put a new uh, hatch on there. It'll, I mean, a tie down. Wing pull down hatch area, uh, a lot beefier, and uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and test fly it with the way it is because I'll. I mean, I can always fix the fuselage later. But that's what a used one looks like. I'm looking forward to see what Terry's looks like. What does new foam look like? Does it smell like new foam? Here it is. I'm. Uh. It's practically new in box. No, oh, did you? Does it have the motor? We were asking if it was a full. Is it a full? Right, I'm sorry, say that again. Did it have the motor in it? No, the fan and the motor are not in it. So um, when you see Richard, ask him if it was supposed to be. But it's <laughs> it okay. went 20 bucks back. <laughs> I wasn't going to use the motor because it's an old brush motor, but I considered using the fan unit. Um, but it's not a big deal because remember that. Weekend or warehouse blowout sale. My fan units came in today. Wow. So, yeah, I can show you one of those in a minute, too. But uh, I'm really impressed with this. It's really um, in good shape. Everything's still bagged. It's like a package from 1993. Pretty cool. Well, and I, way back there in the quarters, I got a Kyosho Star, the Kyosho uh, Spacewalker I got from Richard at the same time. So, I see that. How's your T33 coming along? Um, you were picking up your kit, but it's it's flight ready. I just needed to put a battery in there and uh, you know get it to 
you know, put the foam padding in there so it stays set, check the CG and I could fly it. Um, you know, I am going to paint it, but I was thinking I could go ahead and fly the sucker. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? So Flight, we'll dude. now I, I'm going to make a comment, Terry. Uh, the this, those decals that come in the kit for the tail services, they, they are a pain in the arse to get off later on. Yeah, it's the foam has kind of a plastic covering on it. Yeah, the, it's it's a but it's like ABS foam cover. Anyway, I'm just gonna say if you unless you are planning to do it stock, then it's okay. But if you ever want to remove those down the road, it's very difficult. It took me several days for a lot of slow process and a lot of uh, what is that orange goof off? Oh right, to get those decals off. So tread tread lightly. All right. I haven't decided how to finish it yet. Um, I'm still just mesmerized with it. Um, unfortunately, it looked like the box was in really good shape, but that got wet and inspected by TSA. Um, so the box is no longer in good shape, but that's okay. The drone check. Right. So the, the airframe appears to be in really good shape and all the parts are here other than the fan. So I'm happy. Okay. Well, uh, I've, I took the gear off. I've, uh, sealed up the little, uh, I say wheel wells, but they're just uh, those plywood braces. You know, I'm just going to take it off the ground. Well, I'm not putting. It, does it come with landing gear? Yeah. Do you want me to pull mine? <laughs> no. Um, that's missing too, then. <laughs> I, I thought it was hand launch only. No, mine, mine had landing gear on it. It had little pockets for, for wheels. I took them off. Yeah. All right. Well, I was going to hand launch mine regardless. So, all right. I'm going to put this back. Do you find anything else up there, Fitz? Have you done anything else besides eat wings? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, it's most of the time in Canada, that's been really interesting. Uh, we're up in the Toronto area. So, uh, yesterday we went to the, was it a Canadian, Canadian Warplane Heritage Museum? Yeah, that's it. What he said. Uh, nice, nice little museum. It's not terribly big. It's mainly just one giant hangar that you're in, but a lot of really neat stuff, little gems hidden away. Like uh, Terry mentioned, a big Lancaster. It, was a big, it looks like a flyable. I, like, no, I thought you said it had flown while you were there. No, no, it wasn't flying while I was there. Um, no, but they were wheeling it around a little bit to make room for a couple other planes that they had. Pushing it? They pushed it in a little bit. Uh, so they didn't fire up the motor. No, no. It's, it's in really good condition, though. I think it looks pristine. Uh, and they had a, I guess it was a Stearman, I think, uh, biplane or two trader biplane. I think it was Stearman. Uh, flying around, I guess they were giving rides in it. They had a, for some reason, a VTEL Bonanza was out there. They were wheeling that inside the hangar. I don't know if that's somebody owns that or what's the story with that. And a, a beaver looking plane that they had kind of moving around as well. Lots of neat stuff in there. There was, let's see, uh, a uh, vampire, a... Is that your... I guess it was a Gloucester meteor. Is it, oh, there is a meteor with a meteor. Yeah, I think it's a meteor with a, a long nose on it. At first I thought it was a Canberra, but I don't think it was a... Oh, crap, i got to check my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it was a meteor. It was a Canberra, yes. It was a, it was a Canberra with an odd nose on it. A couple of C-47s and Canadian markings, uh, a PBY Catalina, all white one, bits and pieces of a Lysander, which was a dressing in the construction. 
Now, I get the impression this is not a red velvet rope kind of museum. No, you can pretty much walk around anything. I didn't, there was very little ropes and stuff. You can walk up, touch, feel, taste, whatever you want to do it, fondle all the aircraft. <laughs> so can you please step back? <laughs> <laughs> there was, uh, you can, just some, several planes you can walk up and look inside the cockpits, although they were kind of roped off, but they had steps up on there. Uh, nice area for simulators. The whole back area was where they were working on a whole bunch of planes. They had a B-25 with one of the engines were off. And it was a guy working, rummaging around inside of it. So I guess they were, I don't know what they were doing to it, but it was pretty intensive, whatever repairs they were doing. Another twin bomber, a really oddball bomber. They were trying to restore uh, a Avenger in pieces. Um, I can't remember the other thing. Um, a Navy plane. Oh, I forgot what it was. Twin engine, twin reciprocating engine Navy plane with big bulbous cockpit. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Like Neptune? Or... I don't know. It wasn't a Neptune, I don't think. Tracker? Maybe. So basically, they had a couple of planes to look at. They, they got a bunch of planes. It's worth the trip up. If you're in the area, it's really nice to go up there and see some really neat stuff. So Canadian heritage. Of course, the, the place is kind of a mini shrine to the Avro Arrow. There's Avro Arrow homages and bits and stuff all over the place there, uh, including a big RC model of an Avro Arrow. It's hanging from the ceiling or the wall. And I kind of looked up, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a big, big, uh, you know, big model of one." And I realized, "Hey, wait a minute! I can see where the servos went, and it's got retractable landing gears. Hey, this is an RC model, but it was huge. I think it had probably a good, huge six foot or so wingspan on it, or something for, for a jet. Big for a for, yeah, for a ductive fan or a jet, it was really big. Uh, and so whoever did it did a really nice job on it. So, and uh, they also had another RC plane that was in bones. I'm not sure what it was. It was a cabin, some sort of giant scale cabin plane and it looked like they were using it to they were building it just in those bones and it looked like they were had like a, there was a table and it's labels i think they used excuse me i think they had kids that were building it or something using it as a, a training tool or something i got that impression because there was a bunch of kids there and they were shooting up water water bottle rockets oh. outside the hangar cool. uh, some sort of boy scout or something <clears throat> so it looks like they do a lot of stuff with kids which was interesting from so. what I understand, it's like um, the Lone Star Museum. They have fly days from time to time, so you yeah. can go and watch them exercise some of the airworthy stuff. So I want to time my trip to go up there when they're flying the Lancaster, because I, I just can't imagine one airplane with four Merlins flying over. So, so Terry, are you invisible? Because I hear you talking, but I don't see you. Oh, you're not invisible. I'm over here. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. pick up fits of space. Sorry, I'm over here. <laughs> you got a fairly wide angle. You can uh, so I, I got to tell you about how the, the interesting time of having running around Canada because we we were there yesterday a little bit and we were there today. Uh, we drove up to Toronto today and uh, didn't go to any fancy museums or anything. But oh man, Toronto is a big city. It's like New York. I mean, the traffic was terrible, and uh, we, we went to some. Got to do that in your Charles Barkley voice. Terrible, terrible, terrible. terrible. Although we did get to see a spot where they were landing a bunch of commuter planes. Just like this was a small airport in Toronto, and a bunch of commuter turbo props were landing. I got pictures of those. Uh, they, uh, yeah. uh, so they, uh, that was fun. It's always fun going through the border patrol, the border uh, customs and immigration, uh, going in and out, because uh, they, they always want to know, you know what I do, where I'm going, where I'm coming from. But it's funny how some of them, they're like, you know, who are you? What do you want? Uh, who's the president? Who's who was the uh, president in 1776? And 
So what's the third planet from the sun? This and that. The other guys, some guys are just like, yeah, which, where are you going? Okay, you look like a nice guy. Yeah. Hey, where are you going? Oh, Toronto? Hey, you should try the uh, lobster. They're good this time of year. You know. <laughs> what is your quest? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's the, the, uh, the Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, uh, the, uh, the velocity of a fully laden sparrow? You know? <laughs> what's the flight velocity? <laughs> So that was. In fact, we got I got we got stopped by a random uh, coming through from the Canadian to the U.S. The guy says, "Oh, the computer has selected you for a random search." <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah, the computer. <laughs> so we had to pull over, pull off into a little garage thing. Said, yeah, really. I'm sorry. Follow us way back here in the woods. Exactly. We here. gotta talk to you. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I stepped out of the car and I was like, oh wait, I forgot my cell phone in the car. I said, hey, can I get my cell phone? And they're like, cell phone. You're going. You won't need cell phones. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, no, it just take a couple minutes. So we were we sat inside the little room inside the office. And actually, they were right. It only took about three or four minutes, and they were done. It's okay. You can go. So I don't. We was had there, nothing in the car. Was there anybody so. else with you? My wife was with me. Oh, I mean, were there any other people? Or was it just you guys? Did well, you we see anybody else getting... Oh, oh. <laughs> no, nobody else got pulled over. But he should check his car now for any weird flashing lights or yeah. radio emissions. <laughs> no telling what they put on there. <laughs> so. All right, so this is weird. Huh? So Google just told me that you control my camera. So I don't know if there's any... Well, I control it, but I can like I can tag me in, and I'm I'm in charge. But as far as your settings, I don't know. But I will I will take a look at the control room. It doesn't look like I can do anything except de you know turn your mic off and stuff. Okay. Here, let me toggle between cameras and see if that helps anything. Okay. Ah, so, yeah, we just got a, a comment. That's what it was. Thank you, um, with pilot. It was a bowling broke. Uh, it, I know it reminded me of a Lockheed plane for some reason, or maybe it is a, a, a version of the Lockheed. Plane. Isn't that the Blenheim? The, the Canadian oh, version of the Blenheim? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Maybe it's the Canadian version. Because I knew it, it looked familiar, but the name was off. It's like a phone bloke. Who told us that? Uh, we're in the chat. In the chat. Oh, good pilot. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, good pilot. Please give us a like if you're listening, if you haven't done that so already. <laughs> like us now. Like us now. Oh, boy. Yes. So, yeah, they are doing some extensive, uh, they had some signs on for a restoration project for the Boeing bloke. So, which is a really goofy looking plane, but I hope they can get it finished because it's real distinctive. Did that fix it? Uh, it looks better to me. Does it? I'm I'm clicking buttons left and right. So, here's me. Here's you. I guess that looks better. All right. So, the service centers are right. Just reboot it. <laughs> All right. Let's hope that's it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's... I think that's the story of what we've done aviation-wise in the past few days. Oh, no. No. Flight Fest. I haven't talked about Flight Fest yet. Um, no, that's true. Yeah. Um, I can. Are we ready for that now? Do we want to go to the, the big scene? Where are you seeing chat? Why chat window's not open on YouTube, Fitz? Are, are, is there live chat? Because I'm looking at it, and it says chat is disabled. Yeah, it says... Yeah, I'm right over here. Well, then I'm not touching anything. Okay. It's on YouTube. All righty. It's on YouTube. I see it. I guess I'll have to do it. And are you able to respond? Yeah, I can respond. I okay. Can okay. All right. That's that's Fitz's job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so before I talk about Flight Fest, oh, by the way, 
um, this is one of my fan units. 10 bucks, brushless motor, 69 millimeter fan unit. I'm all kinds of excited about this. It's, it's a mega motor, right? Uh, Hymax. Oh, Hymax, sorry. Which is, you know, pretty good. decent motors. Yeah. It's a good size motor. It's a really nice for a 70 mil setup. It's a 20, 25. So, yeah, it is the stock unit that comes with the twister. So, pretty meaty. Five, five blade fan. It appears to be balanced. It's already assembled and everything. So, I'll give it a go. 3600 kV. So, I guess it's a nice. Yeah. So, um, on your T33, what's the power system in it? Um, it's a Omega. It's a Mega motor. With the Kyosho fan unit? Uh, it looks like it is, yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not sure. It's just what I... But remember I told you I wasn't <coughs> sure because it looks like it's a little smaller. It doesn't right. fit the phone just right. So I think it's a third party. <coughs> okay. And how many cells? Uh, I'm going to just run it with three. All right. Good luck. <coughs> Oh, we had someone give us a thumbs down already. It must be because, <laughs> because of that technical glitch. <laughs> or we started 20 minutes late. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was me. That was you. <laughs> um, so good luck on your maiden. Have you set a date yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I, I still got to do uh, CG and stuff, and I'm still working on, on that thing right there. <clears throat> so what's the latest status report on the quick-built Cessna? Well, I, I just noticed you really can't see. It's really uh, blown it's out. washed out, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the, the wing servos are in. So I'm happy about that. Let me see if I can pull it in a little closer. I hope. I hope. Can you see that? Uh, sort of. Y'all getting feedback? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, let me real quick. Over you know, there, the made my channel. Swivel trees. Yeah. So it's flaps and ailerons. Two flaps, two ailerons. Little channel there. Cover it. I got the piece that'll fit right back in. You'll never know. What's the fuselage look like? <clears throat> you mean this thing? <laughs> oh, it's getting there. Oh, hey, it's plastic cover. So, is, is the feedback pretty bad? Because I've got the headset off, so I can hear you guys. Yeah, it's better now. All right. Uh, what I wanted to tell you though is, uh, you know, you've got your Kyosho in your T thirty three. I I got my Tomcat motor. You can read that. Yeah. I got my motor for the Cessna. Oh, where did you get that from? Motion RC. All right, cool. The G fifty two. That's pretty beefy. It is. All right, they, because of this weight, they say you need to put a 60 size motor in this. So this is the, the, the uh, two, and I'm running it on a uh, 6S Adwell pack. Is that new also? This is new. And I don't know if you saw, but I made this little tray right here. So yeah. it'll go right there. <clears throat> cool. Did you get two of them? No, I have. I have another one for my uh, Cub. So this is just one I wanted to just fly with this on a brand new one. So anyway, that's the little tray I got, and I'll just Velcro strap it in, and it'll come in from above the wing. Will it balance with, at that location? It looks kind of far back. No, it's it's right at the uh, CG. No, so, will the plane balance? Well, will it? yeah, I will. Yeah, because I got it. It's, it's just four. This is the leading edge right here, and that motor's. But you know, normally you put a big gas motor in it or glow motor. So oh, okay, I think we'll be good. 
Any progress on the new cub? Uh, <laughs> well, if this is progress, not only did I get that battery, but I got my two 4S batteries. These are 3000s, but I got these because they fit the Tiger Cat. Okay. Here somewhere. So this is the same battery I used, the same two batteries I used for the Tiger Cat, but put these together, you know, I'll get a good a good five minute flight out of the Cub. Oh yeah. Maybe Easy. more. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. So any more shop updates we need to know about? Well, down here I'm still working on the Corsair. I just piddle with that every now and then. I'll have it done before Bomber. Um, you know, I got a lot of stuff in here. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'll I'll probably try to fly the uh, T33 next week. Okay, good. This weekend. Yeah, video, please. Okay. Yeah. I'm not drilling holes in my wing. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? No. <laughs> I don't know if y'all knew. Um, I'm making this the paint scheme of the paint scheme of uh, Dave's T33. The, one, the incident. Yeah, the incident one. That's all gray, right? It is all gray. I'll yeah, put it's it not the most exciting color scheme. It's well, it's not, but I mean, that's why I'm doing it. I got it from Dave's <laughs> estate. I'm gonna paint it in Dave's scheme. I'm gonna have a little number tail number in the back. And did y'all know the story? That thing was what from Canada? No, I don't. I thought that's where he was ferrying it from. He was ferrying it. Well, I think it was already here in the states, but okay. uh, but it was a training aircraft in Canada. Okay. So anyway, I just thought it'd be fun. I mean, yeah, I'll I'll put a big red. Dot on the right wing. <laughs> Are you going to cut off the missing door that he had? Nice. <laughs> <Right. laughs> just tape it on there and just let that thing flap. Yeah, a little, you're flap it <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Anyway. Oh, I forgot to mention Fitz brought me another present. Um, I now have his UMX B17. Oh, that's right. He mentioned he was going to give it to you. Yeah, nice so, guy. Yeah. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it yet, but I'm going to do something unusual with it. So for bringing those two planes, I get to choose anything here, right? To bring back with you? <laughs> that you could stick in your suitcase. <laughs> that is in my suitcase. I got a fire lightning kit. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I wish I, I wish I'd put it. It's, it's actually in the dining room right now because I was flying through the day. But that little T30, excuse me, um, T38, yeah. The the one that I got from Small Fits, yeah, the, little, the one I the thing I I, tra I traded T twenty eight. Sorry, I'm saying uh, I got T thirty three on my mind. Sorry, with a little UMX that one. little oh, yeah. UMX one. Boy, that thing is fun. That thing yeah. flies really good. I need to get mine going. <clears throat> so, I believe you. And I've got it set to do the you know beginner, intermediate, advanced switch settings. Right. And I can see the benefit. You know, if you fly it, it really does restrict the bank angle. Um, but I typically fly, fly it in advance, so right. I, I don't need it. But uh, you know, I, I could. I kind of sense it's it's positive, uh, you know, feedback for new pilots. But otherwise, it's right. a it, it fly. I mean, <laughs> I the hate, softening on the safe issue. I, I, well, Next thing you know, he's going to write love letters to the FAA. You know, the 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 part that I didn't <laughs> like, you know, was the the boundary zone. What do they call that? The GPS, yeah. the well, fence. The fence, thank you. I yeah. don't like that at all. And I didn't like the you know return to home feature. So that stuff I don't like at all. Um, I think this, though, to try to keep the bank angle at it. I mean, really, it just needs two settings. I think it just needs intermediate advanced. Beginners just wait. It's like uh, uh, it's long, long <laughs> yeah, on the sticks. I mean, you can't, you can't bank it more than that. Yeah, uh, And with an airplane that big, it gets small pretty quick. 
Well, uh, the comment I wanted to make, and I hate to diss this, the plane, but, and, you know, Fitz knows it's not my, my love, but the DC-3 from FlyZone, you know, it, it just seemed like with that bigger battery and trying to fly that thing, it's just, it needed more power. But that little T-28 on that one, you know, 150 milliamp 1S battery, it right. flies forever. I yeah. mean, it's just very efficient, so. Oh, I totally dropped the ball. You know, we're not talking Flight Fest yet, but at Flight Fest, Horizon was there with a the booth, and they had the FlyZone T or C-47 there. And I went and talked to the guys because I brought mine, so I was just showing them what I did with the glider. And I totally forgot to ask if they're planning to upgrade it. Really. Oh, yeah, that would have been good. Oh, we'll go back. <laughs> you, might, you, know, you mentioned geofencing. Uh, we went to Niagara Falls today. And before we went, I brought a, a Mavic. Speaking of geofencing, <laughs> Niagara Falls. <laughs> I brought a Mavic with me, DJI Mavic. Actually, it's a friend of mine I borrowed. And I thought, hey, it'd be neat to fly around Niagara Falls or something. And uh, fortunately, before I did, I looked up the rules and see what, what's going on. And first of all, if you're on the Canadian side, it's verboten completely. And on the U.S. side, apparently, I guess you used to be able to kind of, sort of, but now uh, there's all kinds of TFRs and stuff around the area that you, unless you're like between the Chicklets and the Erasers. And plus, there's some New York laws about not taking off and landing in state parks. Oh, any of them? Yeah, apparently you can't take off and land a, a model in the state park. You can fly right. over it, apparently, but not right. take off and land. It's kind of weird. But there is a lot of helicopter traffic. Right? And there's a lot of helicopter traffic. They, they consider, I guess, the falls themselves federal land. Okay. And so there's no flying there. And I did see a whole bunch of helicopters flying around. And I saw one that he was not very high. He must have been about 200 feet flying around. So... Uh, if anybody's thinking of flying anything around Niagara Falls, don't. Don't even do it. Don't even think, look, think about trying to find permission to do it. Just don't bother. Um, now, I have seen drone footage from Niagara Falls before, but I think it was shot back before everything blowed up. Yeah, yeah. It's just probably some from some years ago. But, you yeah, know, um, yeah, don't don't bother. Right. <laughs> if you're going to go over in a barrel, you got to get that shot. As, yeah, as <laughs> just as you're falling and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been nice to do that, although there's a lot of mist there, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. And so if you did fly something, you'd get it pretty wet if you got too low. Uh, you might lose it forever, but it would have been neat to, to do that, get some nice shots. So, but oh well. Them's the brakes. Yeah. Take the helicopter ride, I guess. Yeah, right. Hmm. Okay, sorry about that. No. Just reminded me of that. Go, well, go back to Flight Fest. Well, yeah, let's um, talk Flight Fest. I went there on Saturday. I got up at dark in the morning here, and it's about a four-hour drive for me. And I arrived at 9 a.m. on Saturday, which is, by all accounts, the peak of the event. I think it runs Thursday through Sunday. Um, but anyway, it's a big deal. When I drove onto the property, and this is a personal farm, I, I'm not joking. It looks like you're going to a county fair. But judging by the number of cars and these huge tents and just everything, it is a big deal. And um, But with that being said, it is a very well-organized big deal. Um, they had five people along the way that told me where to park. Um, they tell you exactly where to go to register, and I was in and out of registration like that. Um, I mean, it is just a well-oiled machine. They've only been doing this, what, four years, I think they said, or three years, a couple yeah, times a year, but... But they know what they're doing. They got it down pat. They've got a whole army of volunteers doing their stuff. Um, so in terms of the logistics of an event that big, they've got it figured out. And I think some other places could could take some clues from them to help their stuff run smoothly. 
Um, yeah, and it's funny because anybody who's watched a flight test video where they film it out at Fury Field, you kind of get a sense of what it looks like there. I was completely turned around. It took me the, a few hours of being there before I kind of got my bearings and was able to relate it to what I'd seen before. But it's interesting. It's big. I don't know how many registered pilots there were, but I would guess there was easily twice that many people there who weren't flying, whether it's family members or, or kids who don't fly, whatever. There was just a lot of people there. And a very di different atmosphere than I'm used to at RC events. Very... Um, <laughs> You're covering but, Terry's head. <laughs> Fitz is just like <laughs> dropping it right in front of your face. I was like, <laughs> sorry, I'm just moving a little closer. Continue, Terry. Yeah, it's hard to describe, but and a guy I was talking to there kind of put it best. He said uh, at Flight Fest, you know, nobody really cares how many hours you put on your fiberglass job. You know, nobody cares what kind of paint you used and you know, things like that. Certainly, craftsmanship and things like that are appreciated, but, I mean, it's not a big deal. People aren't there to compare their airplanes. They're there just to have fun. And whether or not you slapped together a plane the night before or you worked for it, on it for months, doesn't matter. You're, everybody's there to have fun, and that's what they do. Were there any uh, FAA suits there? <laughs> um, they were incognito if they were. So... Um, no, not that I noticed. And the way the flying is set up is going to be unique. You know, you guys are planning to go to the Texas event, which I assume will be run the same way, maybe on a smaller scale because it's the first time. But um, it, it's an event, but there's a lot of newbies there. So they really stressed. And from what I gather, this is the first year they've paid a lot of attention um, to managing the flight line. Um, but they're really stressed making your call outs, yelling your call outs. Um, I'm crushing. <laughs> What's this button do? Um, but really most of the day and most of the times that I went up to the flight line and flew, there were so many people there. There might've been probably a minimum of 20, easily over a hundred during combat people along that flight line. And so you can yell and scream all you want, but you know, the guy, you know, 20 yards away is not going to hear you. So one of the rules they had is that everybody needs a spotter. And that worked out really well because I had a guy with me, whoever it was at the time, the questions would be, all right, I'm going to try to land. Is the runway obscured? Can I get in right here? Or who do I need to weave around to come down? There's always 20 people out recovering airplanes and parts of airplanes from the field. So, you know, that stuff going on at a regular AMA event, people would yell and scream and pull their hair out. But really, most of the time, we're talking about 10-ounce airplanes made out of foam board. So the actual risk is not what it would be with normal airship planes. So I think it worked well. Nobody got bent out of shape that I saw when I was there. Every now and then, somebody would get a stern reminder to make their call-outs or to pick up their plane and get off the runway. But, you know, really, it was a, a good atmosphere, a, a good vibe from everybody. Tons of kids, tons of kids, tons of wives, tons of kids. So that alone makes it very different from a normal person. And the kids were flying? Yeah, a lot of kids flying. Um, so another thing that's different from your normal RC events 
usually the rule is, I think it's actually a rule from the AMA, that you don't maiden an airplane at Ascension event, right? I don't think that's a rule anymore. Is it? Okay, well, whatever the case, at Flight Fest, they have build tents. And I don't mean like a a camping tent. I mean these huge circus tents, easily 100 feet long by however. And the whole time I was there on Saturday, both of them were just packed full of people who were either fixing airplanes or building new ones of all sizes. And so the idea was you, you finish your airplane and you go out and you fly it. And the new builds are even more dramatic because people are, they want to see it either fly or crash. Um, <laughs> so, and it's fun. And some people built some really neat stuff. And I was amazed. You know, the flight test planes, they kind of have a look. They have a style. They tend to be boxy because that's what works with foam board. Um, there's some people who are really taking that material to another level. There was um, some A4s. There's a whole fleet of Blue Angel A4s there that it's still kind of stealth fighter look because it's flat panels, but they're organized to make these A4 looking compound curves. F-16, I mean, F-16 is one compound curve from nose to tail. Mm. Really good looking F-16s there with EDFs. Um, So there's some guys who are, and gals, who are really taking this flight test thing to another level and it's no longer just boxy little park flyers anymore. What What were your favorite airplanes? Um, there were some neat ones. A, a very popular thing to do is to take a standard flight test design and scale it up 200, 400%, make a ginormous plane. There were several of those. And I haven't talked about combat that much yet, but there were several sessions of combat throughout the day. And, you know, you guys have been to the combat at best and participated in that, and people get really wound up about it. Well, imagine the the most exciting round of combat at best, multiply that by four and, and then add at least three times as many airplanes. And that's every round of combat at Flight Fest. It, it's amazing. I can't tell you how many planes were in the sky. I don't know. My guess would be easily over 100 at one time. Wow. Easily. So you don't have to try to hit anybody. Just fly straight and you either run into somebody or somebody runs into you. Right. Well, they and, had a couple of planes were drones. I mean, we're just tagging streamers, so they weren't trying oh, to really? do anything. Yeah, they yeah. were target practice. No restrictions. <laughs> if you were willing to sacrifice your airplane, you could put it up there. And oh. uh, it was funny. Uh, one round, somebody had a quad, and they um, tied a string to it, and they were hanging a pinata below the quad. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a target. Well, so, and that's the, and that's the opposite of what we had at EFES. At EFES, we had the quadcopters that had balloons. Right, and they they would float above, and the idea was it would just slowly bring the balloon up, and you had to hit it before it got to the ceiling. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, now, now I see the opposite with the piano, but the piano is such a great idea. Is yeah. it in the piano? Um, I, I assume it was full of candy. I don't really know. <laughs> um, when I saw it, somebody I don't know if they hit the string or the quad itself, but they knocked out the quad, and apparently they didn't bust open the piano. So the next day, they built an airplane out of foam board with the piano as the the nose of the airplane. So. <laughs> I didn't see it fly, but I think they flew it in combat. It like a great sense of humor over there. Yeah, I mean, it's just really laid back, and everybody's, especially combat, you're there to have fun. Like, kiss your airplane goodbye when you launch it, because odds are it's not coming back. And we're talking about a bunch, mostly foam board airplanes, where there's zero sentimental value, very little monetary value. So and so if you come back with your plane one piece, you're doing it wrong? You're ahead of the curve. For, <laughs> For all intents and purposes. I like what Fitz said, though. You're doing it wrong. Well, if you get up there and hit something or get hit, 
<laughs> You're a failure. <laughs> Go back up and try again. Go back up and fail. <laughs> the interesting thing to me, though, um, so when you're standing on the sideline and you're looking at this mass of airplanes in this relatively small space, you're just sure that there's going to be 100 collisions at any point in time. And they, they look like they're very compact. Now, I shot video from my wing when I did combat. And when you add that third dimension of depth, you really see that there's a lot more space than than is apparent from the ground. Um, but that being said, there were plenty of collisions. And one of the things that's really great in the way they run this combat is there's always at least one really big airplane. So they'll let the, the huge airplane take off. And if anybody else has an upscaled airplane, they'll take off before the massive of little airplanes. And those are focal points. So you've got this huge lumbering airplane going around it and everybody's just trying to plow into it. And uh, so, that really helps keep things focused and uh, gives a central target. And a lot of them got taken out. And a lot of them, you can see little airplanes just bouncing off of them. Or the one I was in, an airplane, a little flying wing, flew into the back of this huge plane and got stuck there. Then eventually, by the end of the combat, wiggled its way free and flew away. <laughs> it's just stuff like that. There, you never know what's going to happen, but you can be pretty sure it's going to be funny and fun. And everybody's going to be laughing at the end. Uh, when these people are building these uh, planes in that those huge tents, are there vendors dedicated to those builds? Or are there vendors just selling stuff left or right? Where are people getting parts such as servos and push rods and all that stuff? There were some vendors there um, with uh, a few different things. Um, I assume people bring some of their own. I assume they're buying some stuff from vendors. Um, Flight Test had their own store there. They had a nice air-conditioned tent where you could buy any of their kits, loose foam board, um, some of their uh, power packs, um, t-shirts, I bought a Flight Fest t-shirt. Um, so yeah, there were options there. If you needed something, um, I don't think there was anything that you couldn't find, except for an 8.6 reverse prop, which is what I needed. <laughs> but that's okay. I ended up borrowing one off of a different airplane. Um, so yeah, combat way fun. And um, I watched the first two rounds and took pictures and tried to record it because, you know, I was there to record things. And then when I heard there was a third round, I'm like, all right, I'll be mad at myself if I don't participate. So I got my flight test arrow flying wing, which I haven't flown since I moved to New York. And uh, we did a quick test flight, made sure it was trimmed out, and uh, threw it up in the mix. And here's something I wasn't expecting. With that many airplanes in the sky, I don't know if I was imagining it or if it was real, but when I would get into the furball, I felt like there was a lag in my radio response. I would give a little bit of roll input, and then I could see it noticeably later. And so I flew around like that for a minute, and then I never felt like it got better. And so I decided to land before the round was over, and just to make sure I wasn't going to Yeah, that could the very well be that it's, it's missing packets due to the, the just saturation. Just so much of noise, it. yeah. yeah. Because you're sharing frequencies with all, everybody else. And so so you're bouncing around, and depending how many frequencies it's sharing, it could very well it's starting to get saturated, and you're missing packets. And you're, literally, it wasn't, wasn't getting the message to turn. Right. You're getting it in bits and pieces. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it was so much fun. And I, I'm excited for you guys to be able to do it um, in, what is it, October or November? November. November. And, and interesting enough, because I wanted this is another question I have. It's actually from Austin. He wanted to know if you actually got to talk to Peter. 
Yeah, I did. Um, when I first got there, one of the first people I ran into was James Walmsley, our English guest from yeah, episode last, 59. Two episodes ago. Was it two? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, two episodes. Um, yeah. Ran into him. He was in the build tent working on his huge project. What was the one you guys were geeking out about? Oh, the Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Yeah. He was he working on huge Thunderbirds. Cheers. Uh, I have some pictures. You did, oh, you're showing a picture, is it? He didn't finish it till after I left. That's okay. I want to see the, what yeah. it looks like. So, um, anyway, he was there and. Uh, Thunderbird 2, I think. He had been there all week, you know, because he was doing his uh, tour of the U.S. Um, but the flight test guys, he didn't bring any gear with him from England for obvious reasons. But the flight test guys said, there's a radio, you know, anything in our hangar, whatever, just grab it. You're welcome to fly it. So he had an FMS Pilatus PC 21, that low wing turboprop job he had one of those and he said hey let's go fly so we went out to the flight line he flew it he let me fly it uh, we had fun we went back to the actual the fury hangar where they have the full scale plane and peter had brought his home-built plane and it was parked outside there and um first james told me about it he gave me the update because the landing gear was a little bit tweaked and then a little like a few minutes later i saw peter and i went up and introduced myself and asked him about it and he gave me the lowdown. I won't give any spoilers here because Peter's latest video explains all that. But uh, yeah, Peter was there with his plane. He didn't fly it, of course. Um, he flew one of the giant planes in combat. Uh, he was participating. I wonder how he got the, his, his full-scale plane. He trucked it in somehow? I think he trailered it. <clears throat> He's coming from Dayton. So. Oh, is that very true? Well, Austin thinks you're very cool because you got to hang out with Peter. And then by saying that, Terry talked to Peter. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he was. There. And he's like, oh, my, his eyes all glossed over. Um, so but I wanted, to, I wanted to tell you, I, I talked to Austin in the, in the car the other day. About Austin, your son you're talking about. My son, Austin. Sorry, not Austin Fury. And uh, when I told him that Flight Fest was going to be at Apache Pass in November, he's just like, Dad, please take me with you. Please take me without. I want to go. I want to go so bad. I was like, "All right, I mean, I, I'll I take it." That. But I've got Ben Warren. You know, he wants to to you know, travel together too. So it it might be an RV time. Ben Warren from Albuquerque. Let's <laughs> see where he's from. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Ben Ben wanted to go. So we're we'll make it a big trip, and you know, I plan to be there for several days. All right, you got to build some flight test planes, or at least one. I will build them there. I will do the whole start to finish inside the tent and then go go fly it why not now because i don't have any flight test stuff near and i i've got all this stuff download, to do <laughs> plans and get some foam board it doesn't have to be the waterproof stuff oh i do not need yeah. anything else on my workbench <laughs> to distract me <laughs> well, i could bring them up my local hobby store has some of their kits oh yeah they you can buy the pre-cut kits now or fits you can just build me one and let austin get <laughs> volunteer austin can do it and he could. He could. Tell him he can't go unless he builds it. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> but, which means he'll be in my workshop throwing all my tools and stuff around. <laughs> how he learns. I, yeah. I, I stepped on a pair of Nidalo's pliers the other day, and I lost my temper with him because <laughs> he just put it right down the path. <laughs> <laughs> like, Where's the Legos? Needle nose? What? Huh? The curved needle nose? Yeah, no, it was just right. But it was like I got my foot stuck in it. It's like, darn it. <laughs> it was, is, that, is that better or worse than Legos? Oh, it's it was not as bad as Legos. Legos is probably way worse. But anyway, just uh, I got to be careful if he starts building. We have to have 
build him <laughs> a <those>, she sheds. <laughs> have to build a kid shed back there. Just go buy a, a Rubbermaid shed and just stick him in it. Right. Lock him in it. So, but yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm excited to go. So I, that, Yeah, I'm excited for you guys to go because I know you two are open-minded and flexible enough that you'll be able to release your inhibitions about you know, your normal RC event kind of guidelines and embrace Flight Fest for what it is, which, you know, it's there's some overlap there, but it's got some unique things and, you know, some things you may not naturally be comfortable with. Let it go. It's going to be fine. Um, I can imagine some uptight RC people, maybe some some of the people we've met at <laughs> SCOBY before, some safety Nazis who <laughs> would have a conniption at Flight Fest, but no, um, it's all good fun, and I think you guys will enjoy it. Yep. And it's not all foam. I took my Sky Ranger there. And the funny thing, one of those vendors that was there. Um, <laughs> I heard it too, Fitz. Uh, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're training lions. In the first floor. Have you seen his dog? Is he talking about Clyde, right? Yeah, Clyde. Clyde is two thirds human. I think it's a big dog. Yeah, he's about 95 pounds. <laughs> 80 of its fur. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, there was one of the hobby shops there, Hobbyland, which is an Ohio area string of hobby shops. They were there, and they were doing a weekend build of not the Sky Ranger, but the um, Ranger. What's it called? The uh, ah, the other kid. Why can't I think of it? <laughs> we talked about it. Uh, the Curtis Robin. Sorry, the Robin. Um, Robin Hood. Thank you. The Robin Hood 25, which is the other kit made by Old School Model Works. They were doing a thing where... They started it at the beginning of Flight Fest, and they were going to fly it by the end, which they ended up doing. So um, I took my Sky Ranger just with the intent of kind of showing them and say, hey, I've got one too. They were also working on a Sky Ranger, and um, I decided to fly mine there. I brought two batteries just in case. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the, I flew mine. There were several other balsa planes and more traditional RC stuff going on. So it was the minority, but it was welcomed. And I had tons of people ask me about that Sky Ranger kit, tons. Um, so there's certainly a lot of interest in that kind of stuff. So, so you can bring commercial foamies and kits and stuff. Sure, yeah, and anything goes. I think the majority of the stuff that was there, and I think that kind of wraps up what's so great about it. When's the last time you went to an event where almost everything there was scratch built? Almost never. Yeah, man, that's kind of the rare. gist of what goes on here. And so many clever things. I told you people are really kind of getting better at manipulating foam board. Um, there's that, and there's also people who have such clever ideas with airplanes that they can just throw together and test it out. Um, just some really neat stuff. There was a guy there who had an airplane that looked like a, a combine. You know, for harvesting. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a rotating wing tubes? No, no. It, no, it didn't have that, but it looked like a combine. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. You know, and the things in the, the part in the front, yeah. I, I don't know what it's called, but that was the wing, and then the whatever the cabin was, was the vertical surfaces. Sure. Really cool stuff, and tons of things like that. Hey, I have so, two questions on YouTube for you. Oh. Yeah. Asked if you hung out with Joshua Orchard and did you meet Lane Starr? Um, I looked for Lane um, based on Mean Joe's request. Uh, Lane was not able to make it. So um, I'll have to catch him next time. 
Uh, but I think it's going to be at Apache Pass, so you guys are on the hook to meet Lane. Okay. And yes, I did run into Joshua pretty early in the day. He took me over and showed me his Corsair. And he built a top flight Corsair from the kit. And it that is, one of those partially built. Like one of these years, I'll finish. Um, you're not going to finish it like Joshua's. Probably not. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's amazing to to uh, an insane detail. I told him he was absolutely insane. He's got a he's got that's, mental that's problems. The, that's the way to make friends. Right, <laughs> was this yeah. a sixty size one? It's the sixty size okay, yeah, kid. Same what I have. Um, like the one that I have sitting next to me. I have the R. Uh, I. I assume there's some similarities, but his has like incredible rivet work. He did a really good go. job with that. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. Uh, so he's got rivets and a lot of detail. So it's impressive at first. And then he opens the cockpit. He built a sliding canopy on it, so automatic sliding canopy. And then once you see the cockpit, um, with his radio inputs, if you advance the throttle, the throttle quadrant on the cockpit moves forward. What and an he, idiot. What a complete <laughs> idiot. <laughs> when he That's what right I would have said. <laughs> no, yeah, right. Wow. When he moves the right stick for aileron and elevator, the control stick on the cockpit moves. <laughs> did, did you get pictures of that? Or video? Uh, I didn't get video. He's got some. You know, He's documented on this. Uh, why repeat it? We sent so you he, to Flight Fest to document it, and all we have is jibber-jab. <laughs> yeah, where are the pictures? Where are pictures the pictures or videos where it didn't happen on Joshua's YouTube channel? No, I I <laughs> sacrificed my iPhone at small. <laughs> Fitz knows oh, you melted it. it, yeah. it, it melted. And it, and Fitz did a good job, you know, doing the second half. So you did nothing. <laughs> These are the kind of things we want to show. That sounds know, so cool. I'm telling you about it now. <laughs> Um, but I, you know, usually at events like this, it's tough to take a lot of pictures and participate. But I said, no, this is too good to pass up. I brought a fair number of planes. So I spent some time in the morning trying to get as many pictures as I could, trying to get the lay of the land. And then I said, All right, I'm going to fly. And I told you I flew with James. And then I got my stuff out. And I think I flew almost everything I brought. I didn't fly the uh, C-47 in Waco just because... And it didn't seem practical there. Um, but I flew so much other stuff. I had a great time. I didn't kill anything. Um, oh, I took two parallaxes, paraly, flew both of those. <laughs> totally forgot my other asymmetric, the twin, the yin-yang. I was excited to take that. And then halfway there, I'm like, oh, what's that? Still on my bench. Um, yeah, look under the table halfway down. You've seen it. You're just not going to do it. Um, so, yeah, I decided that I'm going to participate and fly and do as much as I can. So that's why there aren't as many photos as I would usually take, and that's why you didn't get live feeds. You were too busy. And I'm not sorry. <laughs> oh, right. I, I didn't mention, at the other end of the field, they had uh, drone racing going on. They had a track set up, and those guys were going at it all day long. And uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's the one I meant to take but didn't. So I'll take that next year. <laughs> hey, Fitz, accidentally reverse the direction on that rear thrust motor and then toss it for Terry. Why are you so <laughs> <laughs> Look at all this. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so I think that summarizes Flight Fest. 
I think. So I ran into Austin Fury kind of late in the day. Am I boring you? No, Fitz is. Oh. I'm waiting for him to throw it. <laughs> yeah, I probably would play. <laughs> no, you're not boring me, Terry. Continue. You ran to Austin Fury. <laughs> ran to Austin Fury, talked to him a little bit. Um, that was my first time meeting him in person. So we had a nice little chat. And um, I mean, all in all, just a really great day. I drove away. Um, I didn't get much sleep the night before, maybe like two hours. And I knew I had a four-hour drive ahead of me. And as much as I wanted to stay for the night flying and they had a, a balloon glow and other things going on, I needed to leave around eight o'clock just so you know I wasn't going to be too tired on the way home. So I had almost 12 hours there and I feel like I scratched the surface and everybody I talked to beforehand and during said, really, you got to camp there for at least one night to get the full experience. And I see why they say that. Um, but I talked before about how well it's managed. I never once had to wait for a porta potty. Never once had to wait to get food. Uh, there must have been a dozen or more food vendors there. Um, so, you know, just from a management standpoint, it's top notch. So that alone makes it worth going. But then when you factor in all the actual fun RC stuff, you, you cool. we got another question. Did you meet Peter Chan, known as Mean Baby on RC Groups? I don't remember. think so. The name doesn't sound familiar. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. so, yeah, if I did, I, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> he was one of the thousand other people. That were there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a good time was had, and I'm planning to go back. That was my next sure. question. Do you, would you go back again? But yeah, and I, I was only able to go this year because of family schedule, and it's tough for me to get away overnight. Um, so I'm really going to try to work it for next year to to stay at least one night there. And uh, my youngest, my daughter, is interested in going, so maybe by then she'll have a flight test plane of her own. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. Seen. She seems like she's kind of interested. So. Oh, she's building a goal. Yeah. Plan. That's, yeah that's, <laughs> you got an older son. doesn't want anything to do with it. you got an older daughter. doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, um, she's going to take you out. Yeah. a competition by next year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my two older kids have shown passing interest in RC, whether air or surface stuff, but nothing ever really stuck. And that's okay. You know. I was disappointed, Lee. The youngest daughter didn't remember me. Oh, well, like, who is this guy? She was <laughs> half her age the last time you saw her. She wasn't that young, was she? Oh, I guess when you came up for the Warbird event, so which was three years ago. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're not there for her. I know. I know. <laughs> you should. What you should have said. Well, I guess I'm not giving you the present in my suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm uh, a little bit more excited than I was before about building a flight test plane. I had the one, but now I've been brewing ideas about how to build my own kind of flight test design. I mean, I wouldn't be against downloading one of the planes and doing something of theirs, but uh, I think it's more fun for me to dream up my own thing. So, yeah. Will Flight Fest be at their new facility next year? Um, I don't know if it's next year. There's a timeline published out there somewhere. Um, but from what I understand, on Sunday when Flight Fest was winding down, they opened up the new one for anybody who, who wanted to go over there and look at it and fly there. And I understand that several people did that. Oh, it's nearby. 
uh, 10 miles away from mm. Fury Field. So, yeah, good stuff. You talked to Josh Pixler, right? Then? I did not talk to Josh. Oh, he didn't? Okay, but you did. No, he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Every I, imagine. I talked to him last year. <laughs> did you tackle him? <laughs> he tackled him, holding onto his leg. <laughs> Where are you going? Josh, come back. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's kind of like Elvis around there. <laughs> Elvis has left the field. Yeah. <laughs> we did talk to uh, Austin Frey, right? Fury. Fury. Austin Fury. Yeah. Fury. Yeah. I'm terrible with names. It's curse. Yeah. <laughs> did he finally remember us? I know Lee talked to him. He didn't remember us, right? <laughs> um, he, yes. Honestly, yes, he did. He and knows Terry. Uh, we're going to try to have him back on the show a few weeks before Fight Fest Texas to help promote that a little bit. So uh, we'll get you guys reunited then. Okay. Yeah, okay. Now, I'm sure that there's stuff stuck in my head from that day that I'm just not remembering right now. Um, but I'm going to do a, an article about it for Tested, and that should be out next ah, week. Okay. And, uh, we'll I get the full dissertation on it? Well, yeah. When I have time to really go through my photos and help jog my memory, uh, that'll uh, there'll be some overlap for sure. But oh. Yeah, there might be more there. And I still haven't gone through my photos. I uploaded them, and obviously I uploaded the combat video, but there's a lot of stuff that I've only glanced at and haven't really processed. Did they do a lot of night flying out there? Uh, from what I heard, you know, oh, that's right. You weren't there. It was still a little bit of light when I left. Uh, as I left, there were guys flying paragliders around. It looked like there was a, a field big enough. Really? Yeah. That they were taking off and flying around, which would be a great perspective from the event. Were they uh, gas or electric ones? Uh, gas. Yes. Oh, uh, in the middle of the day, two F 16s flew over. Oh, yeah. And it, it was not incidental because they flew over, then they came back and lit the burners. <laughs> so, yeah. Were those by. Were they asked to come, or they were flying by, saying, "Hey, what's that going on over there?" Let's I'm go sure give them a little rattle. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining, "Hey, this is Josh. Can you fly over?" <laughs> hey, it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> we got you six, buddy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, I can't think of any negatives. They're walking away. So again, I think somebody in a traditional RC event mindset could be put off if they're not open-minded going into this. And ready to accept it for what it is. So, but I don't worry about you guys with that. Hmm. Well, well, we'll find out. We're, we're, we're getting set up to go this November. And we'll we'll so have to else? build some goofy stuff. What's yeah, that? the goofier the better. The yeah, we talked about the, that. Remember, we talked about that with Tom and Richard? Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, an adjective I heard a lot was sketchy. They're big on sketchy. Sketchy. <laughs> they, they want you to launch your sketchy airplanes so they can watch it crash. I think okay. the best compliment you could get was, how does that thing fly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll have to make extra use of the bubble gum. In our yeah, for sure. Oh, that'd be funny. If you actually could put pieces together but use epoxy to make it look like it's bubble gum or something. Yeah. Make it a clump <laughs> or something. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> and, and, make, and I draw Band-Aids on or something, too, between joints. Or we can actually use bubble gum. 
Or you could use a really dry, really dry. Bottle. <laughs> really dries up. <laughs> there you go. I've got some ideas. Maybe, <laughs> I got to tell you, when we were with Tom and Richard, it almost felt like a contest between us when we were chatting. Like, what is that most outrageous thing we could build for flight yeah, testing? Tom is all in, man. I mean, I don't know yeah. if he's going to talk to us anymore, but I think he's going to have something incredible for flight fest. You can try something incredibleer. Incredibler. Incredible. I actually had an idea too, but I'm not going to say because I want to. You don't say anything. It over. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to do it like Keith, though. You just got to open up a cabinet, find out what falls out, and say, okay, what can I build with this? <laughs> yeah. Like those design competitions. Here's your bag of parts, build something. Right. <laughs> uh, and maybe I'll go upstairs to the kids' room and grab some toys and, and stuff from the toy chest and <laughs> tape that on too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so we, we have one more. I mentioned that there's a fun fly coming up in right outside of Rochester, just east of Rochester. Oh, okay. this weekend. Oh, this weekend? Yeah. Oh. He says, uh, it's in... I thought y'all had plans this weekend. Uh, well, we have plans for tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, he's going to be leaving. We're both going to Geneseo. Then when we're done there, I come back to Buffalo. He goes to Connecticut. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Fester four two zero says there's a fun fly this weekend east of Rochester, about thirty miles in Phelps, New York. Ooh, okay, I'll have to look at that. Um, I think I've probably used up some of my um, away from home credits. Pretty close. Uh, Rochester's an hour, and if we're on the east side of that, a little bit more. So okay. I've been wanting to do more local fun flies because there's a lot of great clubs around here and really scenic sites. Um, so. And by sites, I mean locations. So, yeah, I want to get out and do some of those this summer. So I'm, I will give that a look and see if I can make it. Thanks for the heads up. So, well, I'll tell you what I'm doing Saturday. Yeah, I'm taking Austin with me, but Bayou City Flyers is doing a Warbird event. And uh, a lot of guys from Austin are coming down. So oh, okay. cool. Texas Warbird Thunder is, is representing. So our buddy Randy will be there. What is yeah. that? Lee? Saturday at Bayou City Flyers. Oh, this Saturday. Yeah. You're gonna miss it. While you're in Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> I missed there was an electric fly in, in Connecticut like last weekend. Oh. And, uh, like, damn it, I missed it. So well, this is Warbird, so it's gonna be big stuff. I'm bringing the HM Corsair, even though it's electric, because I can keep up with those guys. That thing flies great. So I'll bring that and uh I don't know, I might bring the Tiger Cat too. I'm not sure. But I really I, I mean I'm mainly going because I want to get some photos out there. Right. That would be good. Yeah. And then maybe on Sunday I'll take the the shooting star out. Oh, this weekend. Mm -hmm. Good luck, buddy. Thank yeah, you. Good luck. You should well, no, you shouldn't take it to the event. Sunday's good. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna wait till Sunday. Yeah. Um is there anything else that you want to chat about, Fitz? Because I have one last item I was gonna talk about and then maybe we'll call call it a show. I can't think of anything I was going to talk about. Am I missing anything? No. This oh. is a pass. No, a pass. Sorry. I want Vicky. Well, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to think. He's on the <laughs> I, I'm going to talk, and then Fitz might like shake his head during my conversation. But <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping in the next few days we'll have a uh, an episode 60.1 come out. It might be next week. <laughs> I don't know if he's shaking his head. Uh, but there was a discussion about the, the FAA and the Commercial Drone Alliance. But I, I wanted to let our viewers and listeners know that um, 
Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday was a bad day for me when, with news. I, I read an article about the Commercial Drone Alliance and their tactics to get rid of Rule 336, and it just it busted a, busted a gasket in me. And I just uh, tore off calling uh, my senator and congressman. And I also called uh, Chad Boudreau with the AMA and left a voicemail. And he kindly called me back within a couple of minutes, and we had a nice 30-minute chat uh, about this hobby, the the danger we're, we're facing right now with the potential losing rule 336 to protect hobbyists. And what I think a lot of people don't understand because Chad himself had said, there's some things we just can't share with others because of our organization. And we know that people are struggling for information. And, but he was able to tell me that, you know, not only is the commercial drone Alliance basically trying to remove 336 so they can control airspace or get the FAA to set highway so to speak which we confirmed he said the also the, the the defense department is also pushing hard against us because they want to have remote tag ids on every aircraft every and i'm using my quotations you can now see my quotations drone which is not what we're what we're about so uh in the coming weeks uh because i know we're traveling and so forth uh i'm gonna work hard to give you guys more information it may just be on the facebook page uh, so just articles and stuff that I find, but I do hope that you guys out there who are listening uh, or watching the, the YouTube right now are are going to go out and do some more research on the Commercial Drone Alliance. The current bills in the FAA are, are pu pushing, well, not that the FAA, that Congress is pushing for the FAA Reauthorization Act and really wrap your head around what's happening. I don't think a lot of us know how bad uh, things are going to get for this hobby if we don't start spreading the word, uh, talk to your hobby shops, talk to your, your club members, uh, talk to other clubs that you have, have visited. Uh, this is the thing we've got to get out there. So that's my little mini PSA, but I'm, I'm hoping you'll hear more about it in the, the coming weeks and months so we can all be on the same page. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that we are going to work together first internally and then on a broader scope to rally the troops, to help get the word out, help get some strategies together and how we can fight against this thing. Because from what little I understand about the Commercial Drone Alliance, they are a well-funded group with a very specific interest. And what we do is right in their path. So they don't care about our toy airplanes. They want to do what they want to do. So, their their um, push for convenience of delivering packages will completely obliterate the model hobby uh, clubs and the, the the freedom to fly. That's as we know it, yeah, as sure. we know it, and and I think that's the kind of fear people should take. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer for the end of this podcast, but I really need everybody to to start being aggressive and look out there, read the news. And <laughs> Terry has uh, made fun of me in the past about how upset I get when I go to RC groups and read the uh, the model uh, drone advocacy uh, forum out there, and it does it just ruffles my feathers and I get angry. But you know what? I, that's how angry you have to be in order to understand what's happening. Uh, if you, I. I I fly fixed wing aircraft at a field. I, I keep them in line of sight. I understand that there are some regulations that could be helpful out there for multi rotors that are, you know, either GPS uh, waypoint driven or, or commercial type services. But for those of us who love this hobby, who just get in and you know what, we just talked about it, how Terry's young daughter can pick up a balsa kit and put it together and then be told you can't fly it because it's in FAA airspace or it, it's, 
a pot potential threat to a drone delivery is insane. But unfortunately, as we all know, sometimes Congress doesn't get the best information and they'll just vote against it. So, right. And kind of going back to this Fight Fest thing, I mean, this is kind of a new segment of the hobby that has gotten younger people excited about RC like I haven't seen in a long time. And if we're talking about putting transponders and things like that on RC planes, forget it. That just gets wiped out. That's that's in the first part of the stuff that gets brushed aside. So I think we would really be sacrificing the core of, of what we do if we give it to any of this. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I want to get John Taylor on our show. I want to talk Please. to him. I know he you know, has. We've talked to him not on the show, but off the side, right? Right. And, you know, he unfortunately was is, was fighting against the current, um, well, the FAA reinitiating the registration and he lost, um, which was unfortunate because basically the FAA just did what we thought they were going to do, which was create new laws. Um, and but John Taylor has some insight because I'm sure he's done a lot more research by visiting other clubs and so forth. But, you know, I, I am concerned about it's like Flight Fest is such a great Terry, you, you nailed it. You've got kids here who want to get into the hobby and they just won't be able to do it if they start putting these kind of restrictions on us. And the idea of remote tagging aircraft, especially like when you're building right there and then at a flight fest would be impossible. You know, I must have seen 100 kids that day. I don't recall seeing one tablet in front of their face. I'm sure there were some there, but you know, there was a bunch of kids flying airplanes, building airplanes just having fun <laughs> using their hands to build something and not <laughs> enter something <laughs> right. i mean i hate to sound like an old codger but uh, there, there's genuine value in those skills fitz is very quiet any any feedback fitz or any comment no uh, i don't think anything that you've already hasn't said in the matter so um i do agree though we should try to get be nice to get they wanted to show John Taylor. John Taylor, yeah, that'd be a fascinating discussion. Yeah. Well, the last so, time I talked with him, which was several months ago, he was very interested. We just hey, we've been busy, but uh, I I don't I want to revisit with him. And um, you know, Terry, do you want to make any mention about what your club's dealing with, or save that for another podcast? Um, well, I think I can just say that my club right now is dealing with uh, a situation that is more familiar to clubs, and it's just. Uh, it's actually a lawsuit, but it deals with noise complaints from the community. And so they were actually in court last week. And there's no decision yet. Um, so we'll see. I mean, fingers crossed. I mean, clubs lose their fields all the time because of sound and noise stuff. And I think when I first moved here, fields. right. Well, that's there's another club on the south towns of Buffalo where it was a great location. They'd been there forever. They invested tens of thousands of dollars in infrastructure, like a, a clubhouse and fencing and all sorts of other stuff. And then the city put in soccer fields like, right there. And so they can't use their field on weekends or during the week when the soccer kids oh, wow. are playing. On weekends? So, I mean, soccer is great. Nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't really blend with an RC field. So, I mean, those sorts of things are more traditional problems that clubs face. Um, and that makes it tough enough. But now when you got to fight the FAA too, man, that's a daunting task. 
Yeah, we've we've talked about. I mean, the registration did nothing. I think there are some stuff we, we will probably approve and agree that that's it's a good step. And there, you know, we've we've all had some renegade pilots at your, you know our fields, and we actually last uh, our last club meeting, we're talking about some club members years ago that we had to get rid of because their goal was to just destroy everything they brought, and that's just not what you need to have to represent. So I mean, there are those people, but they don't represent the entire hobby. They'll be okay at Flight Fest. <laughs> well, okay. There's a home there. Uh, I don't necessarily support crashing all your stuff, but if it, the, the intent is a combat, then okay. Um, but hey, guys, for those of you who have stayed through watching our show, uh, the YouTube show, thank you guys so much. Uh, you know, Thank you for listening to the fun stuff, and I hope that the this last part about the FAA you take with you, and again, share it with your friends. We're going to revisit this often, and if you have any questions or ideas or articles or anything that you think would help us, let us know. I will tell you, though, after talking with Chad, I'm vigorously going to be calling and, and talking with him a lot to, to make sure I'm on board to help them. I, I That's that's how passionate I am about this. This is kind of my new mission right now, besides taking care of the kids, you know, <laughs> making sure they got food in them and go to school. Uh, you know, I, I am in this hobby for the long haul and uh, it's something that's special to me. It's how, what my dad brought me up with. And I, I really don't want to see it disappear because, well, first off, ignorance for people who don't understand, because uh, that's really what the case is. I think the congressmen are getting fed lies and false information, um, but also because it's it's such a great family Fine, and fifty dollar I mean, bills, hundred dollar bills. <laughs> okay, Did I say that out loud. <laughs> it's just so much fun, and I'm looking forward to the next few events that coming. I'm going to Scoby this weekend. Uh, I think my next event will be Bomber in September because I'm going to be traveling a lot. And then right after Bomber will be, uh, be uh, excuse me, Best in October, and then there's something. Oh, Wings over Houston. I got to do that, and then uh, Apache Pass, Flight Fest in Apache Pass. Got a full agenda. All right, sounds like we're wrapping up. So can you check to see if there's anything you need to answer real quick? Sure, uh, let's see. <clears throat> uh, just, um, Steve was asking me about if I'm, uh, he's, if I was coming to Connecticut to fly, and I was just kind of corresponding with him a little bit. That's not why he came to Connecticut. No, that's not why he came there. I don't have anything to fly, but he's, he's just mentioning that he's meeting with somebody in uh, Massachusetts Jim Reith of RA Corps, are you familiar? Oh, yeah. He'll be at, I don't know him, but I know of him, and he should be at Neat Fair. He's, so, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have to introduce myself to him this year. So. Yeah, yeah, apparently this, uh, Steve is friends or familiar with him or, or something like that. I didn't know they were in Massachusetts. Apparently, I guess he's located in Massachusetts, of RA Corps. Well, there you go. Uh, that's pretty neat. Um, Can you hear Fitz? Is we okay? I hear him fine. Okay, because oh, okay. I've got my headphones on and I'm having trouble hearing them. Uh, let's see. Well, Steve and Delta responded to your AMA talk, uh, FAA talk, and the Angle Attack podcast was talking about the issue too. And it sounds like they were uh, agreeing with you, Lee, or you were agreeing with them, or you, you basically have the same opinion. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're talking about reaching out to other media groups for that very same purpose. So, yeah, maybe we could have our own alliance of non-commercial drones. A fundraising <laughs> softball game. Yeah, there you go. Podcast versus podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, well, no, because we need to join against the FAA. Yeah. <laughs> no, the uh, no, I, if Terry kind of touched on it, we we are looking at getting with uh, RC After Hours, RC Groups, uh, Angle of Attack, uh, RC Park Flyers too. We're trying to get with other groups out there that have some communication, some presence with Facebook or our podcast or or YouTube. 
uh, to get the word out. In fact, I'll, I'll, I might even reach my friends in Mexico. <laughs> the Muy Alto RC, uh, RC show. The, no, just, I, well, I know these guys are great. So uh, it's, I can't understand a word they're saying in Spanish, but on their one of their <laughs> shows, they actually spoke, Spanish, they spoke English for me because they were using some of my photos and, and thanks for English <laughs> for, for that English speaking guy in Houston. <laughs> Gringo. <laughs> Gringo and, talk. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be active about this. Just, I, I mean, maybe not as, as uh, passionate as Josh is about his, his flight, uh, flight test show and his his new field i mean you could see that passion is hard this is a little bit more dedication to to solving the problem but we're going to work with these people who are in this hobby uh and try to find more in fact I'm, I'm reaching out to the viewers right now and the listeners uh those who aren't watching the show live uh, if there are people or clubs or groups uh that you know that we should talk to send us a line come to our facebook page drop us a message uh or you can you have uh, ideas about strategies i mean it's really we're in the fact gathering and idea brainstorming stage right now. We know we want to do something. We're not sure what or how yet, but we see that the battle is coming and we're trying to get ready for it. Exactly. And I'm, I'm looking for ideas. And when I was talking with Chad, I just said, well, let's just start talking and, and see if something comes out of it. And I, and right now we're hoping that some of our listeners and viewers can, can join in that. And uh, also, on, on a side note, if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, if there's if there are things you don't like us talking about, we should just stop talking about it. Um, <laughs> you know, let us know. Uh, let us also know if you like the the YouTube shows and if we need to do anything different. Shut um, your pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> As I said earlier, fire Lee. <laughs> All right. So real quick before we go, do you want to mention the Balsa USA giveaway? Oh, sure. Yeah. All right. You take it away. You know most of the details. <laughs> I don't remember the number. Was uh, it 581? It was, it was a, there's a number. We'll go look again. Uh, for those of you who are, are just now listening or watching YouTube, or even, I guess until further notice, uh, we're just trying to get our, our likes up on our Facebook page. And uh, Joe Vermillion was on our show from Balsa USA. And I sent him a quick email asking if he wouldn't uh, mind uh, helping us uh, have a kit to donate to a listener. And he said, sure. And he said he'd also throw in some Balsa USA bling, and we're all for that. So we we ran a, a random number generator. It was like 560 something. I don't know what it is. We'll we'll go check it again, and we'll have a better post on our Facebook page. But if you can go out and like our Facebook page, uh, share it with your friends, get them to like it. Once we hit that number, we're going to uh, give away the kit and the bling. And what's really nice about this kit. Uh, is that he's currently doing a build video from an open box to the end on his, on the Balsa USA uh, YouTube channel. And it's really good. We, we mentioned it in our previous podcast. So uh, if you get this kit and if you don't want it, or if you're going to try to help someone who wants to get into the hobby, it's a great way to hand in the kit and say, watch these videos, watch Joe do his thing. And uh, it'll get you, it'll get people in the hobby. And that's kind of what we need to keep doing. So we know the numbers. We know that there are more people listening to the show than there are who like our Facebook so if you're one of those people, do us a favor, uh, like it, go to our Twitter page like that. We're on Instagram. So those types of things help us understand um, what kind of content to include and things like that. So, so it says, it. not the Futaba ones, but was that, did I miss something? I don't know. Chat says, not the Futaba ones. Look for the orange shirt. That, oh, oh, okay. oh, 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 gotcha. Neat. That's in September, right? Yes. Okay, look for the orange shirts that are not for toddlers. So, yeah, I'll do that. Be, uh, okay. So, all right. 
I think we could probably talk all night if we allowed ourselves. Are we just going to give it a hard cut here? No, we'll just say goodbye. And guys, we'll, we're definitely going to start doing this at least once a month. And again, send some ideas, uh, topics you'd like us to talk about, or otherwise we'll just let it roll. What are we doing <laughs> once a month? Uh, YouTube. Oh, you should okay. do a YouTube live once a month. Oh, boy, you just committed us to that, didn't YouTube you? sessions. Well, we have. <laughs> so let's just do it. Yeah. Okay. So thanks to everybody who came out and joined us on short notice and with the late start. One day we'll get to act together. We'll start on time. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for viewing. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts, where you also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.